0: Here we, we go, go Again, again. Woo. Yeah Switching it up What's up everybody and welcome <clears throat> back to another episode of the coolest mixed martial arts podcast on the planet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The planet Earth Possibly Venus 616 Possibly Possibly, possibly Venus We're still t- we're trying to work that out yeah.
1: We are your hosts, Nate <laughs> John <laughs> Brandon
0: Boys, today we are going to give our picks and predictions for this coming Saturday's UFC Fight Night, headlined by Alexander Volkov versus Jarzir, or Jarzino. Whew. I got to wake up. Rosenstroik. Then Brandon has one of his facts, don't care about your feelings. We're hearing and, it might be the best one. And I'm announcing it right now. I'm debuting a new intro for his world-famous segment. That I can't uh-huh. wait. <laughs> I, is, yeah, that, yeah. is that the new thing? I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. Then all the news and happenings in the world of mixed martial arts, all that and more on episode 80 of the Neon Belly podcast. Mm-hmm. But first, boys, how are we doing on this rare AM start time on a Sunday on Memorial Day weekend? Good
1: how you doing brandon i didn't eat breakfast so i'm like Ooh. oh yeah i'm kind of jittery so hopefully
2: might Ooh. have a little little attitude coming from over here yeah <laughs> little devo eat a sneakers you're not
1: the yeah. same when you're hungry we decided to do a little impromptu haircut for a little guide and I just threw the whole morning oh off, so. do you guys
0: cut his own do you cut it yourself no
1: we usually go to like sports clips but the girl who usually does it which wasn't there today so we had one of one of our friends do it because she's a she does hair and yeah, it just didn't go as planned. So really, really threw a wrench in the morning. But yeah, Did
2: you go with like the mullet mohawk. Like, what are we doing here? We went
1: with whatever would get it short. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. the, that was the game plan.
0: My brother, um, they've started cutting my nephew's hair, and it's yeah, they it's a nightmare. He said I, I think it's, they've, I think that I'm pretty sure um, that they've started doing it themselves. But it, I don't know. I, th- I know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my <laughs> nephew is
2: rough. Um, he has autism so he just does not there's like two people he trusts and even then it just depends on the day yeah so he'll have long hair for like three months and then one day he'll have a cut and i'm like man you got a haircut and he's like don't talk to me (laughs) i wasn't happy
0: yeah well what's going on boys it is memorial day weekend Mm -hmm. um i don't really have a lot going on i went to the indy 11 soccer game yesterday we did that um did you guys win no <laughs> They're terrible, and and like,
2: Ouch. maybe next year.
0: It, oh, so here's the worst thing. So they played New Mexico. They scored first. New Mexico did. Then Indy Eleven gets the ball. This is like in the second half, and like the guy plays a back pass to the defender, and the defender just lets the ball roll right off his foot straight into their own goal what it was terrible it was like oh, man it was like it was like something i would expect to see at like one of my nephews soccer yeah. matches or like mm. a sunday league like morning like a bunch of old guys like oh dude i mean it was terrible and then like and then as a fan you start getting mad right because i'm like mm. okay i'm paying my money to come and watch this <laughs> this is terrible yeah and for anybody that maybe a lot of people don't know i mean indy 11 is always been a pretty good team up mm-hmm. until last year the downfall started and
2: it's just like rebuild man start yeah somewhere. they are
0: in a rebuild but then they scored right after that so then you're like oh well now the score into 2-1 so now you're like well that idiot wouldn't have let that ball roll past. and then you almost scored another one on his the same mm. guy they ended up pulling him out of the game thank yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> uh is he a starter? Yeah. Oh, he geez. was a lie. He was becoming a liability. You might need to step up, dude. You might need to go down there and be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, man. Oh, man. I, I mean, I feel bad for him, right? Everybody has their days, but yeah. So, but I got a little sunburned. It was mm. hot. Mm. It was hot. I'll put it that way. Yeah, so, be,
2: being the, a bad person on a bad team is the worst. Yeah. Question We live in Indianapolis.
0: I know the answer is no for John. I guess I don't know about brand, or we don't live in Indianapolis. Excuse me, we live in Indiana. Yeah, the Indianapolis five hundred people come from. It it amazes me. Like being at that game yesterday, you just hear people talk. Mm -hmm. People are coming from all over the world. Like there was people there that had no idea what they were even at. Like they were just there, probably for something to do. Have you have you ever been? I don't mean John have ever been to the Indy five hundred. Have you?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So when I go places and I, and like I travel and then I'm I'm on like vacation and people are like, "Oh, where are you guys from?" and we say Indiana. Oh, it's usually always Indy 500. Mm-hmm. It's either the Pacers, I get Pacers sometimes, or the Indy 500, mm-hmm. but it's mainly the Indy 500. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, never been." They're like, "What?" That's yeah. like a bucket list for me, man. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like it's insane. And then like like watching the F1 today, they asked all the drivers if they could win one other race outside of an F1 Grand Prix, what would it be? Almost unanimously, all of them Indy 500.
1: Just because it's so big? I think just
0: the prestige of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're expecting, somebody in the uh, at the game yesterday said that they're expecting like 350,000 people in Indianapolis today.
1: So I learned, I don't know if this is true, but I learned that if they don't fill every seat, they don't air it on TV. Is that oh. right? Hmm.
0: I, you know what? I do feel like I've heard that before. I do feel like I've heard money, something okay? about
1: yeah. that. I was talking to my father-in-law about it. He that said it was sound, not on TV unless they fill all the seats. That does
0: sound. But, well, I don't know. But, like I said, they were saying somebody behind us said $350,000. <laughs> That's like, a lot. Yeah. Because some dude was like, talking to another guy and he was like dude you live 20 minutes from the track just do not leave your house until like two hours after the race starts yeah because i guess they said it's just oh, like madness mm-hmm. so yeah we had to come we usually just go straight into indy we actually went around and came from the west side because like traffic was just because they had a parade yesterday that butted right up to the game
2: mm. so
0: it was just like madness <laughs> yeah i
2: got a i got a co-worker who goes to that snake pit or whatever yeah yeah that oh, rager dude, that happens there, in between dude, in the there's, middle. There's literally a
0: Twitter page that I just started, like, I didn't follow, but I've just been checking in on. But it's called Picks from the Indy 500, and it's just yeah. some craziness from the snake pit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but. Uh, yeah, man. And nothing else. Uh, we'll get into the episode. Like I said, yeah. we got some fights to preview. Uh, we're going to make this probably a little bit of a quicker one. No fights um, last
2: night. so No
0: fights to uh, recap. A lot of MMA and stuff going on, mm-hmm. different fighting stuff. But yeah, no UFC or big uh, promotions. Uh, but with that, Brandon, tell the people rate, subscribe, review. We need it all. Let and them we,
1: know. We need it all. Um, really, really need it. I really appreciate it. So the, one of the biggest things you can do is go on to our Apple and Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. Let us know what you think, Um, comments. We will shout out whoever leaves the comments. We'll read them on this podcast ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very much very useful. Also, you can follow us on... TikTok now—that's the new one. Yeah, Get us on TikTok. We are on. geez I am completely Instagram. blanking. Instagram. Is it? Um, what is
2: our TikTok? on Belly Podcast. Okay, it's so it's all—it's the same as yep. Instagram. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um. Yeah, and then again, Apple, Spotify, um, all those platforms. So any support is greatly appreciated. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're continuing to try and grow as much
2: as Send we can. Send us an email, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Send you can us email us. <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, boys, <laughs> we do have fights. This coming Saturday. Mm -hmm. And in our main event, we got the big boys Alexander Volkov versus Jarzinho. Biggie boy, Rosenstreich. Uh, both of these guys coming into this fight off of losses. Volkov's last fight was a first-round submission loss to Tom Aspinall just two months ago in March. Um, a little longer of a layoff for Rosenstroik, and, and he hasn't fought since September of last year, a unanimous decision loss to Curtis Blades, which um, I believe that's the fight that spawned a very yeah. funny meme by John yeah. <laughs> with the <laughs> Monsters, Inc. girl. Or <laughs> yeah,
2: well, you know, That was not a fun one. Yeah, yeah no. uh,
0: Rosenstreich, though, really strong struggled for some form lately he's two and three in his last five going every other fight with wins and losses um but three the, those three losses are the only ones in his career and they're due francis and surreal gone and curtis blades so not bad company right, right? Mm-hmm. um he was 12 and 0 you know or well not 12 and 0 but you, you get what i'm saying 12 right. wins your three losses a, a champ uh interim
2: champ contenders for sure another
0: Future champ, possibly. So, um, but your guys' thoughts on this matchup, and what do you think, or who do you think gets a W back on their record this Saturday night?
2: I mean, very similar. Volkov, his four losses since 2018 yeah. are Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, Surreal, and Tom Aspinall. So, definitely in
0: good company there. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think the, the biggest difference for me is I feel like. You know, Rosenstruck is very exciting, but yeah. as far as, like, big wins, you're looking at, like, Junior and Overeem. Yeah. Those aren't necessarily aging great. Yeah. And, I mean, even the Overeem, he was losing that fight up until he landed the shot. So, he just hasn't really put it all together, I feel like. Um And Volkov's fought, I mean, he's got some really good wins. He's fought some really tough people. He's also beat Overeem and uh, you know Tibera recently Who's a really good win For him So Yeah uh, I just I'm, I've been waiting on Rosenstrike To to really put it all together Sure It's been real pensive lately I mean you You look at the Curtis Blades fight He really wasn't Letting much go And it's kind of been His MO For the past Three or four fights Right And yeah. Volkov's a dog He just so happened To run into A really a bigger dog With Tom Aspinall <laughs> Yeah so. So I feel like
1: Volkovs are always interesting fights just because he's so tall. Like right, he's just mm-hmm. a very imposing guy. And then, but I feel like the the matchup itself is it's good for both guys because they're both predominantly strikers. Sure. So they're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily be too out of the woods in terms of what's going to happen unless Rosenstrick comes in there and, like you said, is trying to put more of the MMA together. I mean, right. We, we saw Francis and GON and go out and take down sure. Gone, you know, three times or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. things can like like they can they, things like that can happen for sure. However, um. Yeah, I'd like to see Rosenstroke really get back to more of his kicks. Like, I feel like when he was coming in, that was a big part of his game that we had talked about, was he was just throwing a lot of kicks as a heavyweight. He yeah. comes from that kickboxing background, and since he's had the losses, he's just really, as you said, been a lot more pensive, a little more hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him really let go in this fight. And yeah. Volkov, I don't know, he's kind of in a weird spot, too. You know, they're both up yeah. and down with wins and losses. So I don't know where this splits them with the win. I guess it depends on how. But uh, the matchup itself should be exciting because they're both good strikers.
0: I, I well you, yeah, I thought really that this whole card kind of has that theme of what you just said. Is I don't. There, I don't really know there's a lot of good fights on this card mm-hmm. I don't really know what a win gets anybody here like we're not looking at like oh, you could be you know right. maybe looking at a title shot or at least a number one contender fight but I do know for both of these guys I mean you never want to lose but I think where the heavyweight division is you know if we do interject Joan, John Jones into it at some point this year and Ganu comes back whatever it's getting a little top heavy mm-hmm. and you don't want to keep backsliding and I think you got Rosenstroik who you gotta show you can compete at the top you know yeah. or you're gonna become a gate. Keeper type guy really fast but volkov's a guy he's getting up there in age too you know you lose here mm-hmm. then you could kind of slide in that gatekeeper role yeah. as well um i read an article i think it was on sheer sure dog so i'm sorry if i'm wrong about that but uh volkov talked about after the aspinall fight really needing to change things in his personal life his mm-hmm. training life um he said he's he, for the first time not doing his camp in russia he's doing it at some Olympic village or something, but they said it's like way up in altitude, like at 4,000 feet felt mm. like cardiovascular was a, a big issue. And he thinks he's addressed a lot of his, uh, endurance and stamina issues. Um, so I'm really interested to see that. He said he brought in a lot of really heavy strikers, like guys mm. to mimic, uh, what Rosenstreich does. And then, but the thing about Rosenstreich, man, because this is a main event, it is right. going to be five rounds, but I'll tell you what Rosenstreich, you go back to that Overeem fight. I wouldn't watch it again the other night. um, Man, he he knocked Overeem out with like five seconds left in that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, was probably going to lose that fight by decision. Mm-hmm. Probably three rounds to two is what I think I had it at the time. Maybe four, one even, right. depending yeah. on how you scored some of those. So he does have that power or that capability that even if this goes five rounds, he's tired. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Say, you know Volkov, because one thing I think Volkov really needs to utilize here are his leg kicks. Um, I think that could be a big thing. Maybe even sneak in. He's got a sneaky little... Uh, ground game definitely not a grappler I wouldn't say right. you know but I think he could hold an advantage there especially if he got Rosenstruck to his back like Overeem did right you know in those first couple of rounds and so. I think
2: for this too you know I think Rosenstruck needs to look at how Derek Lewis beat Volkov is staying open to that big shot yeah because Volkov does throw a lot of stuff you know down the middle uses his length really well but you know he lets off the gas a little bit you could sneak something big in over sure. I mean like I said we've seen it with Derek Lewis so I think, and I do think, Volkov does need to stick on that. You know, kicks, teeps to the stomach. Yeah. Anything he can keep that distance with, because, you know, we know Royzen strike when he gets comfortable, he starts yeah. letting a lot of different stuff fly, and it gets a little bit dangerous. So, I think using that jab, staying front kick, leg kick, staying on the outside is definitely the way for him. What's your pick, John? I'm gonna go Volkov. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say fourth round TKO. I think if he keeps wearing to the body and using that jab, he could probably put him away.
0: I think we're going to go to do a decision here. I'm going to agree with the Volkov um, decision, though. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have to – I think he'll do a good job utilizing his link, his reach. Uh, you know, Jarzino really struggles getting inside on guys, and somebody as long as Volkov, I really worry about his ability to do that. Um, but I do think it'll go long. Um, but I, like I said – Rosenstroke at any time, mm. tired or not, no matter how long the fight goes, could put him out. I for believe, sure. I do believe that. So, but I, I think uh, for sure going with Bulkov here.
1: I'll be different. I'll go with Um not, I
0: mean, anything could happen. You
1: know, yeah. And you four seconds left in his fight with Overeem, it's and crazy. he was able to put him away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll take Rosenstrick. I want to say, I feel like decisions a safe bet. Yeah But he could also end it I'll go with decision Just play it safe I just
0: I think with Rosenstreich Like when I watch him fight Sometimes I watch him fight And I'm like I don't even know If he really enjoys it
1: Like you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean
0: Cause I feel like he can Like when like that, that That overring fight I think it was just He wanted to be in there He knew he was gonna lose And he's like Forget it I gotta win this fight mm-hmm. And he won it But then you get These other performances Like a Curtis Blades And you're just like I don't even know If you really care To be in there Do you really you know? Even
2: real, Like he just Would never uh, let anything yeah. go and it's like, apart. yeah,
0: and it's like, I don't want to question, you know, if he trains or not, but I would just be very curious of, you know, how into mixed martial arts is he? Or is it just that he was blessed with this insane knockout power and it, yeah. it's worked for him up until, you know, here. So we'll find out. This is a big test for him. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that main event. Um, but moving on to the co-main, uh, a pretty decent one here in the featherweight division with uh, number 13, mobzar Ivoyev versus number 10, Dan Ige. Boys Mobzar is a perfect 15 and 0 in his mm-hmm. mixed martial arts career. His last win was over Phil dabadu in June of last year. Uh he's had a couple fights booked and then booked and then canceled due to getting COVID. Um that's why he hasn't fought in almost a year. I think he was supposed to fight Ilya Tapura yeah. in January um on a on a pay-per-view and had to pull out. I think that was one of them. Um, so, And uh, this Saturday, he will no doubt face his toughest test in Dan, 50K. Okay. Ige uh, is coming in on a two-fight losing streak with losses to the Korean Zombie. And most recently, uh, Josh Emmett last mm-hmm. December. You know, Emmett's a guy a lot of people think. Future title contender for sure. Yeah. Uh, both of these guys are looking to open their accounts here in two thousand twenty two. Your guys' thoughts on the matchup.
2: This is interesting, man. Yeah. Um I think they both have very similar skill sets as far as I agree with that. You know, letting they'll let big shots go. They they use their wrestling. Um, I just think we've seen Danny Gay do it on a higher level as far as the opponents he's far. Sure. Um, but I think this is it's very interesting because I'm not exactly sure how either one of them, like the the main road. I think they both got to utilize their whole whole toolkit in sure. this one.
1: So what do you guys think... Um, <clears throat> not Igay. How do you say his, his Mobzar name? Mobzar Ivoelov. Mobzvar. So what do you guys Mobzar. think Mobzvar... Is that right? mob
0: Mobzar.
1: Mobzar. Ivoyev. Okay, Mobzar. What do you guys say? What would you say his peak strategy might would be typical. let's take typically historically wrestling
0: yeah well i would say first off it starts with his pace and his cardio yeah. i mean his his ability to keep i mean he's like displayed in his past couple fights just he's got a motor mm-hmm. and he does not stop i would say i would say his footwork's a weapon um does get a little risky sometimes coming in because I think he kind of comes in uh, looking for takedowns and he does get caught occasionally. He gets taken down a lot too. does get taken mm-hmm, down and, and Dan Ige does have some good wrestling. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I would I would say the wrestling for sure would be.
2: Yeah, he changed he changed takes yeah. together really well. He does ankle picks. He'll do judo throws. He'll do trips. Like he doesn't yeah. he's not a one trick pony. And in then his I takedowns. think one,
0: and then I think once he's on top of guys, he can be really relentless. You know, like and then and then like one thing I like seeing out of his game was the Nick Lentz fight, and he fought out of like seven guillotines yeah. that yeah. look. And Nick Linz, that's like a game stuff right. for him. And you know, Mobzar was able to fight out of every Stay single really one of
1: calm them. in those yeah, situations. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I just there was a few fights. I went back and watched this fight with Grundy. I think that's how you yeah, say his Mike name. Grundy. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. That's when I, I sent the sure. message to you guys, about like, I don't know how I'm feeling about him coming into this. I, I think Ege. This is a big one for Ege, especially just to yeah. kind of show because again, off the two losses, he's got to show if he's a gatekeeper or not. Yeah. Um. To me, I'm I'm curious to see how Ege takes this one. I think he's got to go in and make a statement. Yeah. Because um, of where he's at in his career, and you know, this is obviously a great opportunity for Momzar. So um Say his last name. No. Evloev.
0: Ivoile. I think the biggest knock on mobs are to this point, from what we've seen, is the finishing. Like that yeah. fin- that ability to finish, and not even by knockout necessarily, but even submission, you know, Watching that Phil Dawadu fight again, Hakim. you know, uh, or did I say, ha- I said Phil, didn't. I was saying Phil, Phil yeah. Hakeem Dawadu, excuse me, holy cow. <laughs> uh, I even wrote Phil down. That's the sad thing. <laughs> but watching the Hakeem Dawadu, I do know the difference, okay? Yeah. Don't go there with me. Uh, but watching the Dawadu fight back, you know, he spent almost two, the first two whole rounds on his back
2: mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. couldn't
0: really find the choke. I like Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, and I, and I, watching it, you know, trying to watch it from like a more of a jujitsu you know technique i don't really think it was that like you know dawadu was doing anything insanely great to defend it i just think Mobzar was struggling mm-hmm. with maybe his technique to finish it a little bit um and then in the third round i mean hakeem rocked him dropped him yeah. and
2: stuff and takedown stuff
0: and takedown oh yeah he had one sprawl uh hakeem did it was just like Whoa. yeah i mean I, I was like a watch-
2: shorter more compact yeah so.
0: i was watching it last night and like when uh Mobzar shot this big shot and Hakeem just sprawled, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Like yeah. it literally is mainly, "Wow, what a sprawl." Um, but you know, but so I do think, and, and the shots that Hakeem landed in that third round, he cannot allow no. uh, Dan Ike to yeah. land some of those shots for sure. Yeah,
2: and that's a, that's what I was gonna say is I feel like the way that Hakeem was able to land shots in the third and stuff takedowns. Yeah, and I also thought, you know, because I just I watched it before we got here, um, just to kind of re up on it. And I felt like Dawoodu had some chances to turn into his guard when he had his back. Sure. He wasn't really locked tight. I think he was just worried about the choke so much, but I think you let somebody like Dan Ige turn back into your guard and start landing ground and pound shots. Yeah. It it gets very dangerous. So I I do think that, um, I do like Dan Ige in this. Um, I, I think he just has that explosive power. Mm -hmm. And I think with the way that Hakeem was able to land, I think that can lend well for Dan Ige and Dan Ige, um, he's, like you said, he's not somebody you can just let hit you like sure. that. Yeah. So is that work. your is yeah. that your pick? Yeah, I'm gonna say Dan Ige. I'll say uh, second round TKO. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm i taking a lot more from Ige's last fight with Emmett, and um, one thing Emmett would really did, especially as the fight went on, was utilizing movement and footwork and really gave um, Ige a lot of problems, because Ige needs to set those big shots, you know, he mm-hmm. needs you to kind of stay still for a minute to set up that really big shot, um, and Emmett just never allowed that, as the fight went on, I thought Ige, um, he looked to slow down quite a bit, you know, he is getting a little bit older <clears throat> in age mm-hmm. and things like that, um, so I just think the move, the footwork and things going to be a little bit too much here uh, for a guy like Ige with where he is in his career. Now, don't get me wrong. Look for Ige's counter striking though. Um, mm-hmm. I think he could exploit some holes that Ma- Mobsar, excuse me, has does have in his game there, especially with that left. That he has a nice little check left, sneaky hook. Um, he's got a great jab as well. Um, but I am going to go Ivloev here, um, and I I'm going to say decision. I mean, both of them have been decision machines mm-hmm. lately, so I will say Ivloyev uh, unanimous decision
1: I'm gonna take Ige. Um I'm gonna go with third round TKO I think Ige still kind of holds that power into the later rounds and I think if he can wear on him a little bit he might be able to come out with the finish because that was where we saw um, Ivoilov in the most trouble in, in the uh, do fight mm-hmm. was in that third round so I think we might see a little bit of that here too
0: yeah I- I'm excited for this fight I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fun one that is it for our picks boys give me to e- update the points uh yeah give us a fresher re- refresher excuse me on the points go ahead
1: so currently as it sits um john you're still in 20 or you're still in last with 26 um nate you got
2: 30 and i have 36 Alrighty. so we got some big pay-per-view cards coming up that it's going to be yeah real interesting mm-hmm. to see how things swing was
0: there any other fights on this card that uh stood out to you guys i saw uh Carolina, cause Caza- I can't ever say her me last
2: neither. name. I just call it Carolina Carolina.
0: <laughs> yeah. Carolina versus, um, Herring, uh, Felice Herring that opens the main card. That was kind of a, it's funny cause Carolina, man, she was one that I remember they were like, you, you know, thinking she was going to maybe compete with Joanna. Mm-hmm. You know, she was that good when she came in and didn't really exactly work out, but I didn't see any other that really stood out, stood out to me on paper. Anyways.
2: Yeah. That, um, what's his name? Trezano. Michael oh, Tar- Tarzano yeah or something like that. he's yeah. you know he's he's kind of been back and forth win loss win loss yeah. but he's pretty exciting um yeah it's a bunch of like you know who knows type of people on here um but like we always say these are the cards that kind of get the sneaky really good yeah you know knockouts or get oh back yeah and forth, yeah so. yeah
0: I was just uh, yeah more or less on paper is what I was saying right but yeah I mean you never know for sure so that's it boys Brandon Are you ready to roll out a new era of facts don't care about your feelings?
1: Are you ready? I am so ready. This one's pretty much for you.
0: Let's get into it in three, two, one. Facts don't care about your feelings with the Neon Belly Podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: Hold on. I thought this was my segment.
0: With your host, Brandon.
1: (laughs) That's my point. I know MMA. What I'm saying is it's overhyped, it's overrated.
0: He doesn't give a damn about your feelings.
1: You're reacting on feelings. I'm reacting on facts. Anderson Silva is one of the most overrated fighters of all time. Brandon's world famous facts don't care
0: about your feelings with the Neon Belly Podcast. I'm
1: going to take some words from Ben Shapiro here. Facts don't care about your feelings. I love it. I want you to know that took time. I'm, I'm sure it did. I, I appreciate it. So I want you to pick your next words wisely here. Pick my next words. Yeah. Like right now.
0: Yeah. Whatever you're about. No. Whatever you got for us today.
1: Oh no! This is 100 percent for you. Yeah, you, I know. You, 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 you said that.
0: That's what I'm saying. Pick your words wisely here. Okay.
1: Are you guys ready?
2: Does, does that get you pumped though?
1: I'm excited. Yeah. This is. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I put. I, Probably the most time into this one that I have. The oh game. boy, oh, he's, okay. got, he's got notes. Yeah, over there. I, got I, I got. I went in on. Yeah, this he's one. got stats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just I don't know what you guys can see here. Oh yeah.
0: my gosh, is yeah. that he? He has a yeah. table of index. It's on a this. dissertation, yeah. is what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a pie chart I see? What the heck? I did some stuff.
1: So today we're talking about this. Will be good too because I think this is something everybody in MMA can relate to. Okay, it's the goat discussion. Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. we're getting back into this. Um, so so for me, there's typically I I guess right now you could probably say four people that usually get thrown into it. Um, Silva, Habib, Jones, and GSP. I think would are fair to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and we. I'm not here to get into all four of these because what I want to do today is kind of separate them a little bit. Let's look at a tournament style. So we'll put Habib and Anderson on one side, GSP and Jones on the other. Today we're talking about GSP Jones. Mm. And I'm going to explain to you guys why, as it stands today, GSP is ranked ahead of John Jones in the GOAT discussion. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to use facts to, to prove my point here. Okay. All right. So there's a lot here. So um, there it is. just sit back. <laughs> Listen intently. Okay. If you have questions, you can jump in. But we raise our hand. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go here. I okay? love it. I love it. All right. So starting off, GSP John Jones. Okay. Who's the go? So just first off, looking at their records. Currently, GSP's record is 26 and two. Okay. Mm-hmm. John Jones is 26 and one. Obviously, the Matt Hamill loss, nobody really counts that. However, that's on his records, and the two losses GSP has, he has avenged both. Okay. Mm-hmm. GSP has nine title defenses to Jones is 11. Okay. GSP has 13 title fight wins. Jones has 14. Okay. Okay. Now so I'm
0: having a hard time already seeing your point here. <laughs> hang on. Cause hang the, on. Fa- the facts are leaning one way. Oh,
1: hang on. We got, we got a lot more to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so looking at that, you, you're leaning Jones right now, right? For is sure. That fair to say. Okay. For sure. For sure. The facts show it. GSP is a two weight champ. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably beat one of the worst 185 pan- five pound champs, but okay.
1: I'll repeat it again. He GSP, was blind. He
0: beat a guy with one eye, but okay. You're fair. i again.
1: The GSP facts facts. is a two weight champ. Yep. So again, he beat a is, guy with one eye. And but this yes, is all right. this is all subject to change. We know Jones is coming into the heavyweight division for now. Sure. It's risky that he's taking a fight against Cipe for sure. Because if you you know he loses this, yeah. that's a big implications, right? I agree. All right, move, moving on down here. So, big wins for each of them. Okay. I, there was a lot for each, but I'm just going to rattle through. So, big wins for John Jones. He has wins against Dominique Reyes, Anthony Smith, Alexander Gustafson twice, DC, um, Glover Teixeira, Chael Sonnen, Vitor Bell. DC Belaford. twice, right? One no, of them got no count, contest. Yeah. We, of we don't cocaine. count that one. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> that. um okay. dc twice vitor belfort rashad evans Lloyd machida quentin rampage jackson Michi- mauricio shogun ryan bader brandon vera and stephen bonner so i we well. at least
0: agree he had the skills to beat dc twice whether it counted yeah. on his record or not
1: sure yeah. didn't count on he him. had yeah. the
0: ability to beat him twice okay you, you forgot A- matt <laughs> the janitor baby
1: <laughs> um Big wins for uh, GSP. Here we have Michael Bisping, Johnny Hendricks, Nick Diaz, Carlos Conant, Jake Shields, Josh Koscheck twice. Matt, I'm sorry, Dan Hardy, um, Thiago Alves, BJ Penn twice, John Fitch, Matt Sarah, uh, Matt Hughes twice, Sean Shirk, Frank Trigg, and Jason Miller. Okay. Okay. Um, obviously two different errors there, but both sure I I think have very decorated wins. Mm. Okay. Sure. So, all right. Now here here's. Another area here, I'm trying to decide, I didn't really think about what order to do this, so the, the next part we're going to get into is the stats, okay, just kind of looking at their career in terms of statistical implications, and I just went with the ones that the UFC posted, so I was a little lazy there, this is just what UFC posts, obviously there's a lot more different areas we could look at, but the different areas that we're going to look at are strikes landed, striking accuracy, strikes absorbed, strikes defended, takedowns, and submissions. Okay. Okay. So total, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories and GSP. I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories. GSP comes out on five of them, but I'm going to go through each of them. Okay. To, just to kind of show you. So significant strikes landed. Currently, G, well, yeah, John Jones sits at four point three, and this is per per minute. And then uh, George St Pierre has three point seven, so mm-hmm. Jones takes that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one is significant striking accuracy. Again, John Jones is at fifty seven percent. George St Pierre is fifty three, so that's two zero for Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Significant strikes absorbed. So obviously, you don't want to absorb strikes. Um, but John Jones absorbs about two point two per minute, and then George St. Pierre absorbs about 1.4. Okay, so we got a knock on there for for George. Um, Significant strikes defended, so these are ones that don't land, so they're evading, they're just not hitting. And George St. Pierre avoids 72%. John Jones only avoids about 64%. Oh, that's BS. That's the UFC statistics right there, buddy. There's no way. So moving on. All right, takedown average. John Jones has 1.85 per 15 minutes. GSB comes in with 4.1 for 15 minutes. So big one there for GSP, okay? Takedown accuracy. Mm-hmm. Again, GSP is at 74%, John Jones is at 44%. Well,
0: yeah, you doesn't take people down.
1: So GSP I'm just saying. So we're pulling away I mean, here. How many of-
0: how many shots are we talking here though in comparison?
1: Like total number of I mean, shots yeah, taken. G-
0: GSP's probably taken four or five times the amount of shots that John Jones has in his career. His accuracy is still yeah.
1: High. I mean that's fair, so, but I'm just saying it's a larger sample okay, size. So all right, all right. I, take down defense. John Jones is at ninety five percent. George St Pierre is only at eighty three. So that's another one for Jones. And then final, this is the final category was sub attempts per fifteen minutes. John Jones has point four. And GSP has 1.1. Interestingly, John Jones has more submission wins, um, mm-hmm. but less less submissions attempted. So it's kind of, I guess you could go 50-50 there. But out of all those categories, GSP comes out on top with five, wait, one, two, three, four, five. Out of eight. Yes. Nice. All right. Moving on here. Um, in case none of that, you don't like any of that, we'll get into some pay-per-view numbers because I think Nate really likes pay-per-view numbers, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about those for a second. All right, mm. Mm. not
0: when we're talking about the goat, that has
1: nothing to do with it. Really,
0: you can be the best fighter in the world and not sell pay per views, and you're still the best fighter in you
1: don't the think pay per views matters at all. Not at but all. when it comes to how like great of a sport MMA is, it matters For a sure. lot. Yeah, that's different because we're is talking it different? about
0: the sport, not an individual.
1: But the sport is made <clears throat> your, up of individuals. I mean,
0: your ability to sell pay per views to me doesn't make you a better or worse
1: fighter. Maybe not a better or worse fighter, but I think it's absolutely part of the discussion. I mean, it does in,
0: the, in terms of maybe like the fans that want to like check in on you. But oh, this I don't. Matters. But I don't think that matters.
1: No, this definitely matters. Because I
0: mean, Kamara Usman isn't very. He's not a necessarily great pay per view seller. But is anybody here going to argue that he's not the best living mixed martial artist right now? Mm,
1: that's probably. Deb- I mean, he's that's debatable. The I mean, he's he's definitely. Crown. You could argue it for sure. Yeah. but I think that's. And he, and he
0: probably is like one of the worst. Selling pay per view champions of this era. Yeah, least.
1: Jones's pay per view suck.
0: It's
1: mm. a big part of why I want to get into this. Go ahead and get into it. Man. Yeah, right. go for it. It's fine. All right. So, um, John Jones, his highest selling pay per view was against the his rematch with Cormier. It sits at eight hundred fifty thousand. That's his, that's his highest. It's pretty selling good pay per view. Um, his next highest was eight hundred thousand. That was his first fight with Cormier. It's pretty good too. And then the next one down was his fight with Evans, which was at seven hundred thousand. Sure. Um, and then below that But what
0: year was that because now we're getting into an era where you're talking the sport wasn't even that big and that's a lot like that fight was probably what back in like 2015 or something in there give or take a couple.
1: Oh, that's yeah. not a it's yeah, not a good argument to make.
0: I mean, I think it is the sport. was... I mean that back then was, that was
1: probably a lot. What would you say? Twenty fifteen?
0: I don't know. I don't really know when it was. When
1: you say bigger, what like do you mean? Just because of lack of star power? Or just yeah. The year? So
0: well, yeah. I mean, so you would have to go even deeper on that seven hundred thousand because like if you did it like adjusted it to today's like market or climate, like where would that be in comparison? You see what I'm saying? Because no. there wasn't there probably <laughs> wasn't people selling a million pay per views in the UFC back then. That's what I'm saying.
1: Okay, well,
2: hang on. Let's. Let's Thinking get this is going to be his pay per view point is GSP um, probably sold more. Yeah, in the, we'll get into that in a second. later so, year, like um, two thousand. That makes sense. I mean, I,
0: but I still. But here is the thing: you are going down this pay per view route, and it that to me has nothing to do with how good a fighter is.
1: Okay, well let's just finish it and then we'll move on okay, to the other parts. Okay, all right. So after that, Gus was seven hundred thousand. Um, Anthony Smith was six fifty, and then after Anthony Smith, nothing else cracked above five hundred thirty thousand, and most of the other fights were below that um, for John Jones. GSP. He has 3 pay-per-views all above 800,000. His top was versus Nick Diaz which was at 950,000. BJ Penn 2 was 920,000 and Bisping was 875,000. Below that, he has Jake Shields which was 800,000, Cassick was 785, Hardy was 770, Condit was 700 and then Hughes was 630,000. So I stopped there because that's about where Jones ended so I kind of stopped. But just there GSP has three fights alone that top Jones's top selling pay per view.
0: Jones Rashard was in 2012. Holy cow! That ma- I'm just saying that makes me feel old.
1: When was GSP Diaz?
0: Uh, probably around that same time. But that just made me feel old. I was just throwing that in there. I wasn't yeah. trying to prove a point. With no, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't long, seem long like period. it was that. I, did, long. I didn't write. <laughs> I didn't write
1: the years. I probably should have done that. But uh, the, I know most of GSPs were obviously a little old. You said Nate Diaz or yep. Nick Nick or Nate Nick.
0: Oh.
2: Scrolling here, I could see that being like twenty. I
0: would say probably around twenty twelve,
2: something like that, maybe.
0: That was in two thousand thirteen, so it was a year later.
1: Okay, so yeah, um, GSP definitely takes the cake for pay per view buys, and I That's think fine. I think this is important because again, the goat. Cause this is part of the things with the goat conversation. It's completely subjective, so it all depends on what we're using to score. Sure. what makes somebody the goat? To me, fighting like the greatest of all time, I think going through and listening to different people make the arguments there's a a ton of different categories pay-per-views money brought in money money um, uh, i mean the wins losses rematches there's all sorts of categories and i think pay-per-view buys is something we talk about a lot um money is something we talk about a lot so i think pay-per-view buys is just something worth looking into because obviously gsp had eye- eyeballs on him all the time sure i mean he just had a, something about him you talk about it yourself when you went back and watched his promo for him and Hendrix. Right. Like you just loved it. I think oh, yeah. things like that matter. Like sure. what you leave behind matters. And he obviously left behind a giant fan base and people that wanted to see oh, him yeah. and Well Jones, I think Jones
0: did a good job of tarnishing his own fan base too. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Yeah. So, I mean that that's <laughs> <next> just <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just, you know, Definitely, I would agree. GSP probably has more fans, but once again, don't think that necessarily makes him a better fighter.
1: Do, eh, it doesn't necessarily make him a better fighter. But when we talk about who's the greatest, I MMA, think it
0: factors in. But I think you're talking like the bottom five percent. Like you just kind of throw that in at the end.
1: All right. So the next category. These are things that um these are all directed at Jones because these are his little let's you know call them hiccups if mm-hmm. you will. Um, he has four. Failed doping violations for for doping violations. Sure. We'll say um, the first one was at USC 182 um, when he was supposed to fight DC. Got popped for cocaine. The next was UFC 200 when he got caught with the I struggle with Nope. It was a uh, pictogram. Cl- Clo and letrozole. Okay. Two fourteen was the t- the okay. Um when he fought DC again that got turned to a no contest. And then t- two eighteen his last one. Was the, that was the pico gram. yeah. That was the pico gram. Yeah, yeah. Um John Jones has been stripped of his title three times. But
0: that one they they wiped that one. What? That pico gram one because they said it was too insignificant like it didn't matter for anything.
1: He, they said it wouldn't they said it it didn't affect him his performance. But my, my point is he pops. Okay, That's but That's my point.
0: Sure, but then at the same time if he lost or if the second DC doesn't count because it's not on his record then that can't count
1: either. Say that again.
0: Like, you said the second DC, we're not going to count that because... I'm not counting that as a
1: win. I mean, I clearly... Sure, deserve. so we can't
0: count that on his record. Like, if we were in court and I was a judge, that wouldn't be submittable evidence, in my opinion. Like, You're I wouldn't allow pop? a jury... Yeah, I wouldn't allow a jury to hear that because it was dismissed. The Pico-Graham thing.
1: It wasn't dismissed. He popped. But it, he it was just decla- It was just determined that... Yeah, it he was, didn't... It, was, it wasn't enough to, to affect his athletic performance. Right,
0: so it didn't count against his, like, you know, his or whatever but like he wasn't const- suspended for it. but it
1: still constitutes a doping violation
0: dc was still a win because they went in there and fought and he beat him
1: no that's a no contest that's still a do- do- doping violation on his record it mm. just didn't I, just I didn't think stop on, a fight I'm saying that's that what i'm happening. saying
0: i don't think it's on his record though because they it found is. it i don't think it is. it is all right
1: well you can go look it up <laughs> yeah you know, um, i'm pretty sure that was a big deal that what that he got through with it yeah i mean yeah they moved an entire venue for it remember that Mm-mm. They, they, it was when they had to they moved the entire venue like two days before. Um, no, okay, no, I don't. All right. He's also been stripped of his title three times. Yeah. So he was stripped in at two fourteen. That uh, was in twenty seventeen for the Turnable He got stripped for one ninety seven um, for the two banned substances that we mentioned earlier, and then he got stripped in one, yeah UFC one eighty two for the hit and run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three times he's been stripped of his title. Sure. GSP's never been stripped of his title. Very true. Um. Why do I have these three marked? Oh, this was a. I don't think this is a great point. Um, I meant something I haven't done. I meant to do this was look into their like quote unquote close fights because if you look at the GSP Hendricks fight, tons of controversy, right? Some people Mm. really think Hendricks took that one. Yeah. Um, still marked as a win, so we can kind of wash all of these if you want. But I I was trying to get and do some extra work in terms of looking at you know, okay, the GSP fight with Hendricks was super close. Sure, Jones has had three of those, arguably, that have been really close. The first Gus fight, the Tiago Santos fight, and in my opinion, the Reyes fight was really close. Yeah, I um, would agree. GSP only had, well, he had the two losses, which he avenged both. So in that regard, he avenged Augustus in a close fight, right, because he went out and dominated him the next time. Um, but anyway, this was just something I wanted to go down. I didn't quite get to get, sure. go down that road. But all in all... Their records are incredibly close, 26 and 2, 26 and 1. Um, GSP avenging both of those. G- J- Jones does have more defenses and of his title. He has three more defenses. He has one more title fight win. Um, but to my in my opinion, GSP's two weight champ takes over a little bit of that. So that's really the only area that Jones hasn't up on GSP is the title fight wins and the defenses. That's it.
0: I do weigh Multiple, especially in like pound for pound, goat talk, especially well, goat talk, but then more specifically pound to pound for pound. Uh, I do give the multiple weight class a big, like mm-hmm. I do judge that pretty so,
1: highly. So, and again, this is all subject to change. If John Jones goes out well, there, yeah, beats sure. beats Cipe and beats um whoever's the t- the champ at the time, sure. I you know I I have no problem putting Jones up there. But as it stands right now, with the two weight um champ for gsp that status the stats in terms of their ufc the stats they put out there and the knocks against jones because there are no knocks like that against gsp he was a model champ inside and outside the cage he was a great ambassador for the sport different categories multiple sponsorships that he had gotten around the same time as jones which jones was subsequently lost
0: there was nothing bigger than nike but then
1: he lost them all because yeah i mean here's the thing this is
0: what like my whole thing with john jones I okay, so getting into your stuff, statistically, I think all that's crap. Like, I to me do not care. I I care about like the wins, the losses, title defenses, statistically. They're not there's two completely different fighters with two completely different fighting styles. So you're trying to compare them statistically based yeah. off of guys that come in with two completely different game plans.
1: But what is the game of MMA? It's hit you, you don't get hit, take sure. you down, don't get For taken sure, down. For sure, but
0: I think you you answered that in the own in the numbers like the way John Jones fights, right? Like like even with the takedown defenses. I mean, that's insane you know, to defend that 994. I mean, he's faced DC, right? In all of those categories,
1: though, GSP came out on top more times than Jones.
0: Right, but I'm just saying it's just different fighting styles. I agree. So I don't think statistically you can... I mean, to compare the two, when you're talking like... If you keep going down through the statistics, I could probably find a couple more things that John Jones did better. So the reason
1: I think it's important is because, again, this is a subjective conversation. So the way to to make it as objective as we can is to throw in as many stats. That's fair. I mean, I I, I see
0: your point. But at the end of the day, like once again, like I keep thinking 20 years from now, like unless somebody sits down and goes through the stats, you're just going to see the numbers, which are title defenses, wins, time to me and then like some of those things like that i don't really necessarily see like i feel like you could factor in those hard fights that john jones did have to come back from like that first Gus fight like to be able to dig deep like that and find a way to win as a champion mm-hmm. i mean and, and then to do it over the amount of like that long course of times that he did right because here's the thing it's kind of like like i mean it's not like baseball but in baseball the more times like Okay, I'm going to use this. So, like, the Chicago Cubs, we got this new guy, Seiya Suzuki. He's this hot prospect. Mm -hmm. He started out just killing all these – like, hitting really well. Now his batting average has gone all the way down because people are starting to pitch against him so many times that they're starting to pick up on what he does. His batting average is down really low. And I'm not trying to compare baseball to MMA. So – I'm just using the analogy of I think the more times you see somebody do something, you do start you are gonna face challenges because people are figuring out how to beat John Jones. I mean that mm-hmm. if you're a two hundred and five pound well now a heavyweight in the UFC, but at that time, if you were a two hundred and five pound fighter not preparing yourself to beat a John Jones, I mean you're crazy. Right. Because, so that's, that's all roads <laughs> led to John Jones at that
1: time. That's something else I think is important. Not many fighters get out of the game early enough or on time, sure. let's say, to not kind of put a damper in their career sure. Anderson Silva was a great example of that Anderson Silva's absolute monster i mean right. he's a fantastic fighter but the latter portion of his career is tough because you know he has a lot of losses sure. um, and we can go back and we can just sort of look at certain aspects of his career absolutely but if we're looking at it as a whole it, it matters sure. so gsp getting that when he did is, is important because he was kind of right on that yeah. fringe came back four years later Beat Michael Bisping Schuster, with one eye. Wasn't Luke Rockwood, wasn't Chris Wyman, but he won, and he was a double. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, you still gotta so, make the walk. I, I respect. I it. could
1: say the same thing about McGregor beating Eddie Alvarez. Sure, you know,
0: I, I, and and the thing too, like. Getting back to like where I think it's impressive that John Jones was able to do that consistently when people were figuring out what he was doing and he was still finding ways to win fights. It is equally as impressive that GSP was able to dominate the way he, that he dominated he the same guys. Thing. Yeah, it's impressive. Mm. I'm not saying it's not, but that's why I'm saying I think you're when you look at two different fighters, what it all comes back down to, to me is st- like the numbers not So the st- only thing that
1: matters the only thing that matters to you is wins and title defenses. Somewhat.
0: Yes. And and getting back to what I was going to open with, like I never said John Jones is a good person. I mean, we could all sit here. I think mm-hmm. it, if you think that he's a good human being today I mean, I think he's got a lot to i su- I'm not saying you can't change your story. Right. I mean he can't become a good person. But up until this point in his career, to if you look back on everything, even going deeper than stuff outside of fighting with the domestic stuff, right? right I'm not and I didn't get into it. Yeah, of that. no, but but it all it all he's he's it's a slur. I mean, of he's a, he's an athlete, he's a professional. You can critique him on that. He's not a good person or has
1: not been to but this. Well, why point. would we in the go discussion? If you don't think it matters, I
0: mean, when you look across sports, John can attest to this. Some of the people that are considered to be goats or greatest people were horrible people. Right, I understand. that. I mean, it's just that's consistent about sport along sports is sometimes the best athletes. Some they're not good people. No, it just is what it is. And I'm not
1: critiquing who he is as a person. I don't need to do that. I can come in here, but
0: but for five rounds from bell to bell, what he did any given night in an octagon in a cage, if we're just judging solely on that and then the prolonged that he was able to do that how long he was able to do that which is more than gsp
1: by two fights by two fights but it's more just but like GSP, gsp has the double double champ, champ for sure and he did it after a layoff of right. four years sure
0: for sure so but then at that point i think you're getting to where you can cancel stuff out to where it's like if john jones has more gsp maybe has two more belt or another belt in a different division. I mean, you could come Also camp. the
1: reason I put in the doping violations is because that's directly related to his his uh, performance as an athlete. I mean, those for sure, those are cuz he's yeah. in the Usauda pool. He's the only fighter to have to enjoy the volunteer doping association. Did he
0: ever fight doped though? Like was he ever caught after I mean, a he was caught... on cocaine
1: for sure. Yeah. What was the question?
0: Like was like after a win like he was he was caught outside yeah, of Yeah, the
1: camp. DC one the got no contest. That was
0: before the fight though, right?
1: the he got caught for sample it was before I, I don't i don't remember i don't think
0: they had fought yeah i don't remember either but i guess i'm just saying like at the end of the day <laughs> no, i just thought about
2: john or, or dc i beat you when i was on cocaine what do you think Did i'm gonna yeah. do yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but so I, it so i mean at the end of the day i guess what, what i'm saying is it all i think there's just ways that you. so
1: can, here's my thing with your to respond to you real quick sorry but it If you're saying that his two wins are you rent that ranks him above GSP, then in my opinion, the two weight division and the doping violations and the three title strippings of Jones knock him down. So, unless he gets a double weight champ, champ status, he's going to be below GSP and he's been off for two years. So, this is a prime. I mean, literally, what he does next changes this entire discussion Mm -hmm. i
0: think base i think i can get more behind that where it's like if everything they've done in their career makes them even then you want to start factoring those smaller things like i said like pay-per-views and outside you know strippings and stuff like that yeah you can maybe get me more on that bandwagon but i still think in the at the end of the day i'd be like well gsp is just a better person
1: (laughs) Uh, so do you still sitting here right now Put G- put Jones above GSP. Yes. For what?
0: I just, because he's been, I think he's just been, I think. He has two the, more wins. Uh, yeah, but two, man. And then, like, you think of how young he was Do when you, he started doing it. He did GSP it as was such really a young. younger, but uh, John Jones was the youngest champion in UFC history. At
1: the time, yeah.
0: I mean, and so, you know, GSP can never get that back. So, I think for how fast he did it. How young but he it, was, but I'm, we've
1: also talked about how that was a retirement division at the time. It was not a retirement <laughs> division.
0: We're not even going to go down that road. We're never going to go down that road. He was facing grown men that were the best in the world. But on now,
1: top. but here now you're getting now you're getting into that area where it's like this is kind of sim- like you're throwing in little stuff. Yeah, but that's what it all is, like
0: you said. Yeah.
1: So. I, but I still think his double champ and all these knocks against Jones, in terms of his athletic performance with the with the doping violation and then the strippings put GSP above. Now, if again, if, if Jones goes out and gets double champ status, I'll move him up. But sure. as it stands right now, today, twenty twenty two, whatever today, today. But I is,
0: also feel like if you break it down, like respect GSP, he still won whatever. I think he literally saw an opportunity to go beat a guy that had one eye. For and get double champ, And then he dipped. He didn't even retain it. Like, he didn't stick around. He didn't even try to take one more because he knew he was never going to beat Israel
1: Adesanya. Double champ status, man. I,
0: hey, it is. Yeah. But I think he saw an easy way, like, oh, I can just slip in. Like, you're just chilling on the couch. I mean, not chilling on the couch. GSP does not chill on the couch. Like, <laughs> right. I don't even know if he owns one. I think he sleeps on his head. But... uh you're just chilling, and all of a sudden Michael Bisping wins the title with one eye, and you're like, Oh, I think I'll come back for one more. Yeah. Like, I mean he's good, good on him. Like yeah. smart on him. Like it, it's cool he got it he did it but he's not like he felt good about sticking around and challenging one more time he you didn't. don't think
1: that's why jones is hanging back at all you don't think he's no. been Dude, off the, for two the, years the two years the heavyweight
0: t- uh the heavyweight divisions the scariest one the scariest it's been in how many years right now
1: right which he hasn't fought in two years sure but i'm just saying why? it's
0: well because he had to commit he want. i think he did it the right way he's gotten bigger he's committed his body up to it
1: I it's I not two years to gain that. i think
0: he sat at home after not even a full year and saw who went up like OSP and some of these other guys that went up and Gus. did not, mm-hmm. yeah, and Gus, they didn't look great because they didn't commit up to it. And I think he was like, hey, if I, if I can do this. Even like
2: an Izzy. Like yeah, you
0: see these guys go the, up.
2: That size difference. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a big deal and you I think he just that. he took his time. Obviously, there's a lot of behind the scenes negotiating that's gone into that as well. So,
1: real quick, we haven't heard from John. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs>
0: we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we've, this was supposed to be a quick episode and we're almost an hour right, here, right. just off this. So,
2: this is where I'm at. You you came in here knowing you weren't going to change his mind. You definitely brought all you could, but yeah. I think there was no way you were going to change no. his sense well, because it is su- well because it's subjective. At the end of yeah, the day, sure. you look at certain wins as big. He looks at certain wins as big. For me, I, I see kind of both sides. I do see being a double champ is a big thing. I do too, for the record. A- but Not I will say. No. I also see getting finished twice in the UFC is a bad look in comparison. I mean, you did get the wins back, but you did get finished. John Jones mm-hmm. has never lost in the UFC. So that so that makes it well, interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, the Matt Hamill wasn't a loser.
2: Um, Which is just insane. I mean, there
0: there is not—I can't think. I mean, there's guys coming up that have never lost in the UFC, obviously. But is there a champion right now that has never lost in the UFC?
2: Can you even think of one? Did Usman lose? Yeah, no, he lost outside the UFC. It was outside. You're right. Yeah. So Usman, so Usman, and then Izzy's never lost at middleweight. Yeah, but he's lost in the right, UFC. He has lost. So in the I'm UFC. just saying in yeah. the
0: UFC uh, currently did, has Volk lost in the? Yeah, he, didn't he lose early? volkanovsky Yeah. Why do I feel like he? I can't I think. But no,
2: they put, said his loss. Last, last loss was at like welterweight or something. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'm just saying, the, right? To
0: to to then go as many fights like Johns has like how many fights has he had in the UFC? John Jones total? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably like twenty some right? Yeah, 15, he only had six some? pro wins. So yeah, I think so it was you know, so you're sitting there to go that many fights and to never losing the best organ like that's just mm. crazy,
2: man. And and, on, and what I will say is to just to kind of say how close they are. The fact that Jones is like one maybe two fights wins away in a different division away from probably taking it lets you know how close like dead even they are yeah you know he wins he beats A and then gets the title you push him above you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's how close they are so I, you know I, I don't i think that i do think that that losing twice getting like i said even getting finished like close fights do That's you think one split decisions matter um not the same as wins maybe or I'm it's sorry just a, losses just a win in the UFC at the end of the day it, it, I mean it, it is close but I just think the optic too of yeah. getting tapped out or or whatever by like Matt Sarah yeah, it was the
1: armbar from Hughes in the
2: head kick, yeah Sarah. yeah head kicks yeah. so I think the optic of that makes it a little bit dicey but I do think the double champ thing kind of evens things out so I think that they're definitely very close um do you think that the
1: the doping violations and the strippings matter in the conversation.
2: Uh, I think they, they matter in the in the sense that they're so close that you have to start nitpicking little things to, right. to pick somebody's opinion left Something or right. Something
1: that would be cool to see in the social media realm is what people think constitutes GOAT. Like, what is your criteria? Yeah. That, that, I mean, everyone's and and that's subjective different.
2: as well, too. You know, you might think that, you know, somebody who... Uh, You know, somebody like Henry Cejudo, who has all these different belts. You know, he's fought the best guys in different weight classes multiple times. Has a loss. Yeah, has a loss. Mighty Mouse, he did a lot of big things in that division. Um, You know, there's a couple people that you could throw in that kind of throw Mm curveballs. Yeah. Um, But I do think that these guys, even when you get into – the other side of this bracket that you made. There's so many kind of apples and oranges differences that mm-hmm. it just depends on what somebody takes a lot of stock into. I
0: think number one criteria for me is title fight wins. How long were you the best at your yeah. cra- or your division, whatever? I think. And then everything else you can kind of. Starts somewhat subjectively, start trickling in after that, but mm. I think it, I to me, if you want to talk about what constitute a go, if you don't title s- fight wins, if you don't start with title fight wins, I, I
2: think that, that that's a big mistake.
1: Title fight wins, Jones has fourteen, GSP
2: has thirteen. Yeah, but yeah. he still has more. But, but I do. But that's what I'm saying. With them being so close, it's <laughs> just whatever whatever thing you put the most stock into, that's what's going to topple you over this, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine, mm-hmm. ninety like that that real close level. That so real
0: quick, let's wrap this up. What did, In terms of GOAT status, what would be your personal top three criteria?
2: It would be title wins, defenses, That like how long you held just on to title the title. Fight, yeah, Don't title defenses, just yeah. say title fight title wins. Don't worry about defenses. Just say title fight wins. Title fight wins, finishes, and those are the big two ones for me is like, I just feel like you, you win a lot of fights, you held the belt for a long time or won title fights and you're finishing people like dominating people, like how long you went before you tasted a loss or, you know, that type of thing. Like having not losing in a, in a promotion or not having a lot of losses in a promotion during that run means a lot to me. What would your title fight wins, multiple weight
1: classes. And, um, I don't know the third, one I'm struggling with. I think those are the two biggest, um, I'll just stick with those two because, I mean, it's hard for me to think of a third right now.
0: Yeah, I would say title fight title fight wins for sure. It is. It does get a little dicey after that. And then, you know, because I think, you know, um, multiple weight classes could mm-hmm. be like, you know, 2A. And then, like, I think finishes could be 2A, 2B as well. I think um, uh, win, just pure wins and losses in the yeah. organization. Like, you know, you look at a Charles Oliveira. You know, um, when he does get to, if he gets to a point with title fight wins, then you start looking at a guy like Charles Oliveira, who has the most finishes in the UFC, the Mm -hmm. most submission finishes in the UFC. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, Didn't win necessarily a championship at a lighter weight class, but has fought across and won fights in multiple weight classes. So I think all that kind of does factor in at some point. So I
2: think as we move on, you're going to see a lot of people throw their name into the ring. Um, especially just from this era of fighting. Also,
1: man, I can't, I can't get away from the doping violations, man. It's like the equivalent of if, 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 Jones fought in all of his fights. Let's say he grabbed the fence whenever he defended a takedown. That sure. wouldn't matter because it's literally cheating. Mm-hmm. Doping violations are literally
2: instances or it, in- indications that somebody has. Cheated. It's
1: the worst of the worst in the sport. So, so and, and
2: and that's I'm your and, that, so. and, that, and that's your point. That's your tipping point. Like I said, all of us are going to have that sure. one thing where it's just like, yeah, but that guy, you know, but I don't I don't know this know is to, my thing. I don't know how it. to classify that either. I don't know it's what that, what I would say that is in As terms smudges. Or asterisks maybe on Cleanly? certain
1: fights, yeah. or not even cleanliness. Playing by the rules. I don't know. That yeah. sounds bad. Yeah. But anyway, I think that matters too.
0: Well, so. if you're listening, I encourage you. Please let us know what are your top three criteria um, that would classify the goat status for you. Who do you think
2: is the goat between these two? And then who do Based you think on is what the we've been GSP Jones. About. And so. if
0: it's somebody different, let us know about that too. Right. We're We're interested to hear your thoughts. Brandon might make a fax, don't care, in the future. You never know. Mm -hmm. John, let's get to the news.
2: Going on the news. uh, Going on the news. uh, uh. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. All right, fellas. We got a a little bit lighter week this week, but I do want to start with last night's huge fight between Tank Davis and Rolly Romero happening at a sold-out Barclays Center um crazy back and forth at first it ended up finishing in the 6th round tank davis got won by knockout
0: i heard it wasn't a f- so i see i've seen the finish right. um i've seen some clips I, I did see it was pretty back and forth mm-hmm. um i saw some people might even thought roly was winning um but yeah. I heard it was not a very fun fight, though. Like, I See, heard it was kind of slow, not really entertaining, yeah. up until the finish.
2: Well, finish in the sixth round, Tank only threw 25 punches total. Yeah. But, Rolly threw 100, or no, he landed 25. Roley landed 22, but he threw 115. I think a, what it was...
0: Real quick, isn't Roley one of Floyd's guys?
2: Yeah, they both trained with Floyd. So, <laughs> so the fact that they've kind of... Yeah,
0: well, I thought Tank was, too, but I knew, yeah. I, think, well, I thought Roley was... Um, I have a podcast. I want to hear Rolly and Floyd Mayweather read historical books. Oh gosh, oh, man! Good <laughs> lord! Yeah, no. Did you, it's, hear,
2: did you hear any of this Rolly guy's interview? No, oh, it's 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 different. Woo. But I, I will say that the the. The tense, like it was so tense in the arena, like everybody yeah. could tell how much these guys just didn't really like each yeah. other.
0: The, the the build up was oh man not hilarious. Really, yeah.
2: They were yeah. you know going in on each other. Tank pushed Rolly off the yeah. stage. It was like a one foot little like not even maybe a one foot, but he like, tried to get in front of yeah. Tank Davis and Tank Davis just kind of pushed him off the ledge a little bit. Just mm. just playing petty games, but you know uh, it's been a minute since Tank fought and you know he. He was setting him up all night with a big left, and then he ended up basically making him walk into one. You know, he sidestepped through that left. He did, He even said he didn't even throw it very hard, but it just took Roley out. And yeah. I've seen pictures. Like, I watched – I mean, I watched the fight, but even at the end, like, Roley just – he's going to end up being a meme. It's kind of like the Pacquiao oh, yeah. thing where you go down a certain way. And, you know, for Tank Davis – he retains his regular lightweight WBA champion. And now you look at like a Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, some of these big guys, um, but it was a really big, really big win. And he got a lot of love. So that was really dope. Um, moving on into some, some funny st- or just some stuff in the news. I just thought it'd be interesting to bring up Edmund Shabazian moves on from Ronda Rousey and Edmund. Cause um, how do you say his yeah, name? Good for him. Tarvindang. I can't remember how to say his name, but he said a change was needed. Um, I mean, I imagine like he hasn't looked up to his potential and he's still young. So it's like a boxing gym. Yeah. You want to take advantage of,
0: it was never going to work. I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, I think Rhonda laid the blueprint that that gym just really wasn't right. I mean, it's hard to say because she was so dominant for so long, but you know,
2: I I guess time is
0: yeah, well, I guess time is knowledge and we can look back now and just see like that was going to come to an end. Eventually, I (laughs) mean, we were all sipping the juice, uh, but that was going to come to an end eventually.
2: So, right um also we have nick diaz talking into tmz saying i don't know to, i don't need to go in there and get my ass whipped by one of these young guys anyways and it's not that i won't win it's just not motivating to fight somebody that's uh, i want to fight for the title i'm 38 years
0: old yeah <laughs> so he said he could be he thinks he could beat Kamara
2: and Ali came out and tweeted basically like why not like basically trying to give Kamara an easy uh, I feel like just like an easy quick dub and a big name it's a money fighting right it makes absolutely zero sense to me yeah Yeah, no I'm not a big fan so we do have a couple um, fight announcements some of it is just some rearranging Um, Armand Sharukian and Matthias Gamrat is getting moved to the main event for their fight night Las Vegas on June 25th that's going to be a five rounder yeah that's a big one Um, they've officially announced Ortega and Yair Rodriguez for July sixteenth, uh, it's a fight night, so that's another big one. Um, we got Jordan Levitt and Patty Pimblett getting announced for the London card. Um, I mean, it's a good, it's a good um, step up for Patty. I feel like yeah. Jordan Levitt's had oh, some yeah. good fights. Yeah, it's gonna be a good test. Um, it's gonna be a good test. Hope. I mean, we might see some twerking, we don't know what oh, we're gonna see there. Gosh, yeah. Um, then we also have, which I thought this was interesting because we've talked about her from her recent fight, but Caitlyn Chikagian is gonna be fighting for Farah. I think that's how you say her last name. Oh. UFC uh, Paris. She's the karate girl. Yeah. Um, That's going to be in UFC Paris. So maybe she was just looking at a chance to get on a big card. Get another one. And just stay active. So that's all I have for the news, man. Got some good fight announcements and some good good boxing. John,
0: you are also our Sean of the Shweek. So let the people know what it is. Oh, yeah. So,
2: you know, we're going into a weekend where you're going to have people out there cooking out. And I just wanted to go with, like, my favorite cookout song. And that's Donnell Jones, You Know What's Up.
0: Brandon, what's your favorite cookout song? If you're on the grill, somebody's on the grill. What do you want to hear?
1: God, probably something I don't know. Probably something eighties, old school. Like, know, like maybe like an AC. Well, ACDC is a little earlier. But maybe like an ACDC or like a Dancing Queen or
2: what?
0: You can dance. Yeah, I guess see you. I see you in the like background, um, the like,
2: gr- on the grill. Yeah, yeah, that, with that the fanny pack on. Yeah, the pink one.
0: Yeah, well. yeah flipping burgers. I could see it mm. for sure. What's your one for the people, Brandon?
2: Um,
1: my one for the people is Stranger Things is back. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. that. that.
0: It, wait, it, Friday?
1: Yeah, oh. it came out Friday. I'm two episodes in.
0: It's because you know why I didn't. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say it is good. That's course. what i heard. I am excited. I think we're gonna jump into it
2: tonight. It's great. pretty
1: high.
0: I didn't even know. I and mean, I'm my one for the people is something I why well, I didn't know it was out. But go ahead, John. What's your one? For the
2: people? My one for the people is another show actually. It's called Outer Range. It's on Amazon. Okay. Um, it has Josh Brolin in it. Uh, the guy who played Thanos and stuff. But it's it's like a Westworld type of weird out in the country type of thing. But it, I'm like four episodes in and I really like it.
0: Nice. Yeah, my one for
2: the people, I didn't even know because I've looked at absolutely nothing on
0: Netflix because Brandon sent me down the wormhole of this <laughs> murder doc and it literally consumed my... Life Are you done with for it for the past week? I'm done with it. Okay, we're gonna talk after this up. Right. We should just do. We should do like a one off podcast for we just talk about <laughs> Let's talk shows. About, and movies oh, I've got and stuff. so many thoughts. So that's Netflix called. It's a murder doc called The Staircase. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a true story about a guy. His name's Michael Peterson. Killed his wife back. Well, uh, was accused allegedly. of killing. Allegedly killed his wife back in. Uh, well, he pled guilty. Yeah. So, yeah. At, uh, well, oh, Alfred, sorry. Alfred. Alfred. Bleak. Alfred. Bleak. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I mean it happened in two thousand one? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he claimed that she fell. Um, I mean, I've, I've I'm just not even going to go down the wormhole. I've got so many thoughts on it, uh, but it consumed me. I nice. uh, did research outside of just the thing. <laughs> I'm probably going to get on some podcasts. Part of some Facebook groups. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think an owl killed her.
2: Yeah.
1: That was my take. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, was but, waiting for you no, to go No, dude. Like,
0: literally, like, I, I, re- I read the owl theory last yep. night. And here's the thing. At the end of it, you're like, either this guy has the worst luck in life or an owl killer.
1: That, dude, that's exactly <laughs> like, what I said to Abby. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> "This he, either the owl did it, or literally he, this guy just could, uh, like, could not have gotten the worst. That's like, be I, one I, of I our would, headlines. That yeah. The owl did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <be> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stick around.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, it's crazy. It was a good one. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, The Staircase, uh, Staircase, right? Yep. Yeah. On Netflix. Highly, highly recommend it. We're going to get out of here. we got to get Memorial Day festivities rolling. It. yeah got one more day off work that's all i care about
2: yeah, that's true <laughs> another
0: day off of work that's all that matters around here but thank you for the men and women that do serve have served and continue to do so thanks mom and Dan. So. Yeah. appreciate all the service we will see you guys next monday as usual yeah peace yeah, yeah. <laughs>